Can you hear this? Yeah. This is terrible. That is terrible. This is not the one I listened to. No. I hate this. I didn't listen to that one either. I hate this a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that was not the one we listened to. What year was that recorded, I wonder? 2016. What? They should know better. That was nasty. Welcome to the Book Squad Podcast. 94% bookish banter, 6% shenanigans. From Lawrence Public Librarians, Kate Gramlich and Polly Kim. Listening to uh, a terrible introduction to an audiobook of the book that we're discussing today. Yeah, it was super terrible. It was just like uh, vomit in my ears. Oh, that's mm-hmm. okay. Cool musical vomit into my ears. We went there already. Yep, there we went. Okay, we're gone. All right. Uh, <laughs> so today we're gonna do some two book minimum. Yep, and then we're gonna do. Oh, this book I brought is very heavy. Uh, and then we're going to do a She Said, She Said of a classic. Yes. That Polly forced me to read. I did. Shall we say the classic? Let's say it. Pride. And. Prejudice. Dun, dun, dun. By. <laughs> Jane Austen. <laughs> we didn't even practice that. No, that was pretty that good. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. We're not going to do that ever again. I think we're fully morphed. At this yes. <laughs> yep. Real nice. Real nice. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. So you want to start with your two book? <clears throat> I do. I do want to start with my two books. Um, I have two books. One that I am in the middle of reading for my own personal book club mm-hmm. that luckily had to get yeah. canceled yep, because yep, yep. I was not ready. Um, but I'm reading The Great Believers by mm-hmm. Rebecca Mackay. Um, she won the National Book Award for this book. It is set, um, it goes back and forth in time. It is set in uh, 1985 Chicago uh, at kind of the start of the AIDS crisis Mm. um, at maybe a couple years in. Like inner city? To the AIDS crisis. It's set around Boys Town. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, It centers, um, uh, Yale is his name. Oh. And, uh, And his circle of friends. And um, and one of his good friends, Nico, the book opens with Nico dying cool. and Fiona, his his younger sister, who essentially um, was raised among like this group of friends and, wit- you know, was witness to Are they gay? the lo- yeah, the loss of everybody. Oh, so um, How so old? it goes back and forth between uh, 1985 and kind of. Follows along there, mm-hmm. and 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. um, when Fiona is um, at this point uh, in her forties, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, it's it's just really beautifully written, um, and I don't, I honestly, just just tried not to know anything about what was going to happen. So yeah, yeah. I don't okay. know. Yale is. Um, Yale works for Northwestern. He's a uh, like tries to get donations for the art center mm-hmm. there, the 
art center isn't the right word, but, mm-hmm. um, and then Fiona is, uh, in Fiona's like time frame, she's, um, looking for her daughter uh, mm. and who has skipped him. Mm. So, um, so is it third person narrator? Is it like yes. two different first persons? Yeah. Hold on just a minute. Now I, I'm like, yes, wait, I don't know. Um, no, it's it's all third person. Okay, so. but it like switches off between perspectives. Sort of. Yeah, it switches okay, cool. perspectives as far as I've gotten. So 2015, I should say. So anyways, um, it's really, really well written. And I, you know, it's just a time period that I haven't read a lot of mm-hmm. fiction about yeah. um, necessarily. And I think it's really interesting because, you know, I grew up during that time period. That's mm-hmm. when I was a teenager and, you know, we... Because we had just talked about... Yeah, we did. So this is when I was a teenager and everybody um, was really freaked out because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we didn't... First of all, we didn't know a lot about anything right. because the government yeah. completely mishandled everything. And then also just sex education was even worse. Right. So possible. essentially all we knew was like, don't ever even kiss a boy. You're going to die a horrible death. Mm-hmm. Right. So... um and so it's interesting, um, and you know that's that's just from like a straight teenager's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like this is from you know ground zero of mm-hmm. like these um, beautiful young men who just were losing everybody around mm-hmm. them. And so, and they were in Chicago. The interesting thing too is that they were in Chicago, and you know things had been on the coasts were moving a yeah. lot faster and yeah. they felt like it was just this sort of oh, gosh. Like, wave yeah, coming uh-huh. toward them, you know. Um, so anyways, it's a it's a really great book. Um, I knew literally nothing about that book until just now. You're welcome. So thank you. Yeah, I think it's um, – I think I'm going to end up devastated at the end. Oh, I – like I, all the way through it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I've already cried. Mm-hmm. So that, great that happened, um, and then uh, well, I guess the other book. You know what? The other book I'm going to tell you about. I'm going to tell you about a second Christina Lauren oh, book because even, even though I was like, oh, I think I talked about this last time. So um, not, I didn't mean to have a theme of gay men in hmm. in literature, but I do. So this is actually it is mm-hmm. for a couple. Oh, more that's days. true. This so this is a YA book. It's called Autobiography. Oh, right, and yes. it's just. Uh it's just a beautiful. You came in after you'd finished mm-hmm. it, and we're just like glowing. It's it's a beautiful book. So it's about two teens. Um, they live in um Utah, Provo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Provo, Utah. Well, why is that blanked out on my mind? But um, which is kind of uh, you know, Mormon central, mm-hmm. and so um. This young man moves to Provo with his family. He's half Jewish. He was openly queer. I have a question. Yes. Did he feel a little Provo alone? <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. That was so cheesy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Anywho's, he moves there with his, um, you know, very very progressive family. He was openly. Out in mm. um, Palo Alto, uh-huh. uh, where they lived Different before. Yeah, yeah, his mom's like a brilliant, brilliant computer scientist. His dad's, I don't know, a neurosurgeon or something like that. So um, he moves there for his mom to pursue this, you know, really great um, career opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so 
you know, he kind of goes back in the closet because it's not really safe to be out there. And, um, but of course, right away meets, uh, a young, another young man who immediately he is drawn to, and he feels like perhaps the young man is drawn to mm-hmm. him. But the one mm. twist is that he is a bishop's son. Oh, son of a bishop man. Bishop yes. <laughs> and so, um, it's just oh, it's so well written. And also the thing I really liked about it is that they were just incredibly respectful, like to Mormonism. Okay, like yeah, they, yeah. They didn't, um, you know, they it, they actually, I mean, it's just sort of like openly addressed through the, you know, through the main characters, just discussion of, um, you know, like what you thought. Mormonism was and what Mm -hmm. it really is, Hmm. but also, you know, what it also really is, is, um, you know, there are some harmful effects for kids who in any kind of very strict religion that doesn't accept. Yeah. And like that, uh, you know, that he would be. Like it's not as awful by his family. People say in some way, like it's not. Right. Because Mormonism is different from fundamentalist Mormonism. Yes, so but it's, not, it's also right. still but very it's still a very and, yeah, right. Exactly. It's still, it is just it's not uh, it's not a religion in which um, mm-hmm. homosexuality is accepted, and so um, maybe individual families do what they decide to do. But but so it, it's you know it was just a very sweet love story and a beautiful kind of. I also cried again. Oh, I bet. <laughs> but like a happy so cry. Much crying. Yeah, it was very good. It reminded me of Nicola Yoon's Everything Everything mm-hmm. in some nice. ways, um, which I also super loved, mm-hmm. I think, as I said. So those are my two. Get on, get on the list. Get them checked out. Well, I'm just going to stay on this queer train here that we're on. All right. Um, woo, so, woo. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. You're uh, welcome. So when we were at um, that thing we were just at, ALA, uh, we heard um, – <laughs> That's the American Library Association. Yes. Thank you for yeah, meeting exactly. in Washington, D.C. Um, we heard a bunch of book pitches by – was it – no, not Penguin. Who was it? Lots of people. Mm-hmm. We oh, went to McMillan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you no, went, but the, this was at that you thing where we did got Did you go to the bag. Penguin Random this was, House? This was the mimosa thing. It should say on the side, that's Knopf, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who hosted that, though? I don't know. Library? Not librarians. Anyway, doesn't that, this isn't doesn't matter. interesting. <laughs> uh, so the main point was that there was mimosas, and I had a fusels of them. Uh, but I learned about this book. Uh, and please forgive my awful Spanish. So it's Cantoras, which is the, the you know, probably singers, say. right? Yeah. Okay. Singers, but well, so female singers. Yes. And so there's actually no word at this time. And this was in Uruguay um, in the seventies. They were talking about like, cause they explained the, um, the title pretty like, fairly soon into it. And it's about um, these five, queer women um, who kind of are um, like literally escaping like this uh, totalitarian regime to go to this uh, like cabin area off of this remote beach mm. to just be around other queer, 
queer women, and that's like radically illegal. And wow. you know, uh, but they talk about cantoras because cantoras would be singers. Right. But I don't think that the like feminine version of it is was at Did least exist, actually yeah. a word okay. then. But they say that it means women who sing, and like I guess that is code for. Two other women, or oh, something like that. Okay. So, like, yeah. So, like, this isn't this. That's like a code. All right. Yeah. Like the title is like a code word, which is really okay. cool. So, uh, Carolina de Robertis is the author, and um, it follows these five women. Um, and I uh, was reading it on the plane, and I've been really enjoying it. Uh, it's definitely it's a brutal read, as any book about a totalitarian regime might be. Mm-hmm. Um, like. Um, in the time of the butterflies, yeah, uh, it's a similar time period, and they actually talk about Trujillo in this book too, uh, and how they just did not think that the regime, like a regime, would take over their um, their homeland and stuff like that. But uh, but did so anyway. I don't no know what's going to happen. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I don't know if it's going to be super heartbreaking at the end or not. Um, I'm a little nervous, but. Uh, it says it's an emotional journey with five queer wo- queer women who refuse to let their authentic selves be destroyed. So um, yes, it's been really it's been really sweet. It's, it's really sexy in oh. some spots, which is gr- great. And I just knocked over an iPad. A little bit by I was thinking controlling about everything uh-huh. in our, in our studio regime. Uh, <laughs> that's terrible. I hope everybody can hear us. Probably. Still. It looks like it's still doing things. All right, cool. Yay, good. All right. <laughs> anyway, I got a little distracted by the scenes, the steamy scenes, oh. and then I knocked over the thing. Yeah, whoopsie daisies. Uh, so anyway, uh, then... When the, does that come out? That comes out, good question, September 2019. Okay. So we may not have it on order yet, but I will link to... It'll be in soon. Yeah, it will. Okay. Um, and then the next one, I wanted to plug a book by my very dear friend, Jared Yates Sexton, who I had the pleasure of um, taking a creative writing class with uh, at SIU in Illinois. Um, and he has written um, several books about, like, uh, he followed uh, Trump campaign and um, was, like, tweeting his experiences mm. and uh, talking about, like, just basically hypermasculinity and the the dangerous rhetoric and things like that. And he is a, he's a white man. And so he was able to kind of blend in better than someone else could. Right. Um, and he's received like death threats and just wow. outrageous things uh, for daring to report um, oh. the goings on. Just actual things that were said. Exactly. Yeah. How dare. Yes, exactly. So, but this one um, is, is kind of more focused um, on specifically on like hypermasculinity um, and he's bringing in his own like upbringing in he's from rural Indiana mm-hmm. um, and his relationship with his dad, which was very intense um, and uh, like learning about like how to be a quote unquote man um, in society and what that means and what that keeps you from doing. Um, but so it like takes his personal story, but then also blends it in to like, you know, Trump in general, and the Me Too, Me Too movement and stuff like that. Um, and uh, it was highly recommended. Well, not that I don't just love him as a human being, but uh, Brad, in uh, the our director, loved the book. And um, I know several people who are going to get a copy 
to suggest to read with their dads. Um, like if they maybe have similar stories, but are, but are a little bit closer um, and kind of use this as a really good discussion piece. So uh, I think it would be a really great book club discussion potentially. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's, did I even say the title? The man they wanted me to be. I don't know. Well, there it is there. There's the title there. Yes, there it is there. That's the title there. We will. So Toxic toxic Masculinity and a Crisis of Our Own Making. Okay. So that's... So uh, what did we talk about? We talked about The Great Great Believers Believers by Rebecca Mackay and Autobiography Mm -hmm. by Christina Lauren. I feel like that. I said that weird. Okay. Autobiography. It's hard to... My... Autobiography. Biography. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Chef Boyardi. Uh, anyway, uh, Cantoras by Carolina de Robertis and The Man They Wanted Me to Be by Jared Yeats Sexton. Okay. Bum, 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 can I say, yeah, can I say something really fast? Yes. I know that we weren't going to do this, but I'm totally going to do this. I want to say, <laughs> God, what is this? Like that your eyes are really big. No, two things. I just wanted to say two books I was really excited about. One yeah. is The Ninth. The Ninth That's House by Lee Bardugo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is her first. Oh, we weren't going to talk about some no, of those. No, that was her first like adult one. Tease. It's yeah. coming out. It's coming mm. out. But it's uh-huh. not out yet. And the other is The World That We Knew by Alice Hoffman. And both of them oh, uh-huh. are magic-y. Um, Alice Hoffman's are, she wrote Practical Magic, Yes, right? so yeah. Alice Hoffman, like this, but this one is like, um, I love this. This is centered around families who sent their children away to keep them safe from the Nazis. Mm. And then, um, you know, what happens to that? But there's this magical realism component. Mm. There's a golem who's female. I've never read a story wow. with a mm-hmm. female golem. Um, I'm super excited about that. And Lee Bardugo's is about, so apparently there are, she went to Yale. And she told the story mm. oh, about yeah, yeah, how yeah. she, yeah, mm-hmm. she told the story about how like this, is this is sort of her exercising her demons from that time in her life, mm-hmm. but there are eight uh secret societies, secret societies yeah, and so are they this, all for dudes? Yeah, probably, yeah. Um, but so here's the ninth, um, and it's it is keeping in check the other eight, what? apparently, they're the evil. So it just sounds like it's really good. She said it's you know, it's just violent and mm-hmm. bloody and. Cool. Yeah, I was like, Do okay. The secret societies get burned to the ground. They might. Cool. Good. I I'm don't know. Vengeance. I don't know. I haven't read it yet. But well, I'm, let me know. Like I got it. I have it sitting on my nightstand, and I have probably seven people who. Oh God! Yeah, you need to go. Waiting or else they're going to burn you to the ground. Yeah. Uh, when's that one come out? I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. This fall. This fall. <laughs> this probably. I think this fall. Yes. Great. Good. Sorry, I didn't write that down. I just we went rogue. Every, we can't know everything. We I just, just went can't. rogue. Here you go. Okay. Well, all right then. Here, here's well, it's yeah. two big windows. So that's what's that? Six books. Sweet. There you go. There you go. Six book. Six you got books. A, you got a two book bonus. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. So what we're going to talk about is this classic, uh, Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Tell them why we read this book. Because Polly wanted me to. Yes. Was that the reason? I think probably. Okay, yeah. That was it. Uh, I wanted She's to... wearing a Pride and Prejudice shirt right I am. now, what which I didn't really realize. What does it say? Uh, in vain I have struggled. It will not do. My feelings will not be repressed. Right? Yes. You must allow me to... F- okay, well, then why don't you do it? <laughs> Go ahead. 
No, because you're going to whisper everything I say. You must allow me to tell you. What's it say? How ardently, How ardently I admire and love you. you. Bum, bum, bum. I, might have, I might have seen this movie. Is that what she does? She say that? No, he says that. Oh, he to says her. it. Oh, you should know okay, here's this. The thing. Did here's you the skip thing. this? Here's part the thing. Of the book. Okay, go ahead. Uh, all right. So the audiobook is like twelve hours long. I started listening to it on Monday. So Today's Friday, mm-hmm. um, and I was listening to it on one point two five speed, which is as fast as I can tolerate a human being talking, mm-hmm. or else it sounds like chipmunks to me. Yep. Um, and uh, it was good. I started listening to the two thousand eight version and. Uh, was enjoying it. I checked in with our friend Meredith, who also who gave me a really interesting perspective on one of the things issues that I was mm-hmm. having. Okay. Um, oh, that's and then let's talk about that. Yesterday, okay. as of yesterday, I was like seven hours in. Uh huh. Um, which means there was like four and a half hours left, and uh-huh. then this morning, I was still seven hours in with four oh. and a half hours left. And so what I did was I skipped two hours. Uh. Right around there, and then listened to almost all of the next two hours. Okay. I think there's like 15 minutes left. But I mean, I know like that they, like at this point, and this isn't spoilers because this book has been out for a hot minute. If you haven't. A hot century. Yeah. Um, but I know that like, so where I where I ended up was that she was telling her mom and her mom was all of a sudden like, oh, so much money. Oh, we love him, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so does it recap more after that? Like, do they do they get married married or? There's. Um, pretty much that that was the. Yeah, that's the, peak. you know, there's the recap. You know how in like movies at the end they're like, oh. you know, Jane oh, God, moved love those. to yeah. Pemberley and yeah. had like the best time of her life. Yeah. Is that basically. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lydia and Wickham were still losers. See, that was the part that I yeah. missed by mm-hmm. skipping, but then it got retold to me, which I, this is what I assumed yeah. would happen. Like everything got retold to me in the last two hours, yeah. so I feel well, like I don't know that I missed a whole and lot. And it's not. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There's not spoilers here. If you will know what happened, yeah. or you won't because you don't care about this yeah. book. But I hope that I will say that I will admit you do. that <coughs> I pulled <coughs> an Elizabeth and was very prejudiced. <laughs> prejudiced, prejudiced, prejudiced. I had prejudice against this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what and I will say that I was wrong. In that I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. But I would not go so far to say that it was a Darcy for me. Like, I didn't do, like, a complete 180 like she okay. did. Okay. You know. I, All right. I, I, like, I can't even think of another metaphor. But I liked it more than I thought I did, so I was wrong in that way. Okay. But not a thousand percent wrong because no. I didn't love it. So didn't that's, love as, it. that's as close to an, um, admitting that I was wrong. <gasps> I, can keep I wonder if you would have read it with your eyes. Oh, God. I tried doing that. Oh, no, did you? it was awful. Okay. See, I ugh. that's fine. I don't think one way is better it's than so the other. Just language, sometimes. and that's it's just so much. And the back and the forth, and mm-hmm. like, like that doesn't do it for me on the page at all. Although I have been admittedly having trouble reading right visually well, anyway. But well, here's here's something that you won't often hear me say. 
that the the movie's as good as the book. Not the two-hour movie. You have to watch the six-hour. Ew, are you kidding me? No. You can't even get me to watch a two-hour movie. I was hoping you would say not the two-hour movie, the hour and a half movie. No, you have to watch the six-hour. Who the heck is in the six-hour? Is that the Uh, one that has... Colin Firth. Oh. Mm. God, six freaking hours. It takes half the amount of the audiobook. And let me tell you why. Is he because, Darcy? Also, yeah. what the fuck is Darcy's first name? <laughs> Fitzwilliam. All right. All right. Here's the thing. <laughs> let me break it down for you here. No, it's you will. Also, I would definitely go by Darcy too if my first <clears throat> name was Fitzwilliam. Sorry. Well, everybody goes by their last name. Not Ms. Ben- Unless they the have Ms. a title Bennett's. and then they go by the title. Right. So, well, but Miss Bennett goes by Miss Bennett because she's the oldest mm, and yeah. then the rest. Although there were several Miss Bennetts, like when they were first talking about it, uh-huh. it was like Miss Bennett felt this way, but then Miss Bennett felt this way. And I was like, God. Yeah. And then like Lizzie, like the nicknames. It just Lizzie. took me a minute Lizzie, to get Lizzie, Eliza, into... and Elizabeth. Yeah, are all the same person. Mm-hmm. And then Kitty and Catherine, mm-hmm. obviously the same mm-hmm. person, but it just took me a minute to get in that. Well, right. okay. So here's the thing. If you really, if you haven't read the book, mm-hmm. but you've watched the six-hour BBC mm-hmm. version, who are you? you? You're, Wait, fi- you're I fine. I want to know is who are you're you? Fine. Though? Who, because who are those people though? Who are the actors? No, the no. people who have watched Who've the six-hour movie, a six-hour movie oh. without having read the book. Probably plenty of people, but I will tell you, if you've watched that movie, you have gotten ninety. Seven percent of the book, they only cut a little bit out. There are a couple things that are cut, but the language is verbatim. I mean, they just mm-hmm. used the language yeah. um, of I can't tell you how much I can just quote. Oh, I of bet that I of bet. the book. I was listening and I was like, I know exactly what they're going to say now because I've. I mean, I was. I just Brandon. I just rewatched Billy Madison. <laughs> And I quoted almost the entirety <laughs> of it. Oh my god! So yeah, yeah, you know exactly. You know how I feel. Same story. You know how Same I feel. story. Enemies to lovers. Enemies to lovers. You know? Yeah. Like there they're both uh, trapped by some familial obligation. Um, and is this a re? Is Billy Madison a retelling <gasps> of no, Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about retellings in a f- in a few yes. minutes. But so, so okay. Well, what what questions? Is- do you have for you? Uh-huh. Or what things do you want to discuss? I okay. will say Lady Catherine. Oh my God. I know. I want to just stab her stupid rich face so many times. Are the shades of Pemberley oh to be thus God. polluted? Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, yep, they are. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. And I do love that. Uh, should we just call her Liz? What are we going to, what's our Lizzie? Take my leave of you. Yeah. I give no compliments to your mother. Uh-huh. You deserve no your such father was a hamster. <laughs> uh, anywho's, well, okay, so this is what I want to talk about. First of all, I want to talk about how this book is a straight up like romance mm-hmm. and is one of the first. Yeah, why isn't it shelved in romance? It should be, mm-hmm. but it's not. Or we could double shelve it. I know. It would be really – I would love it if we had a copy in romance and a copy just in, in general fiction. Let's make it But Because so. it's – yeah. Because it is It is straight up. If you love this book but you're like, romance, 
I don't even know what to tell you because mm-hmm. this is a straight up romance. Yeah. So um, I just wish that there was a little less <clears throat> in the middle. Yeah. But I, I also have no patience for like, oh, he feels this way and she feels this way and no one's communicating it. And I'm just like, you guys, just ask her. Right. Well, but the thing is, the interesting thing is, is, you know, that's. That's not. It wasn't even a thing you could do. I, I mean, know. That's why I there had the strictures. The strictures of like what is proper or improper. Well, or... but okay, yeah, you're right. But couldn't freaking Bingley have just written a letter saying, "Hey, Jane, I like your face. I greatly admire you. Thus, and esteem you. Thine beauty. No, um, I mean, yeah. like that. There was just such a misunderstanding, and Jane did not deserve that because yeah. Jane is some sort of weird saintly look on people, which right. I also wanted her to just start like wilding out and <laughs> feel well. Like, she the she, meanest thing she said was like, "You're right. They were mean to me." Yeah, yeah. That's the meanest like, thing. Whoa, whole <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I loved. I mean, I just love the movie so much. I love anything with, like, costumes and accents, mm-hmm. as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this in particular, I just I just love how sassy Lizzie is. That she's just like, you cannot – You, I know what I'm supposed to do. Uh-huh. And I'm definitely going to be proper because the rest of my family are idiots. Oh, God. You know? yeah. But I – you can't. I well, just will not. I know. Like, I am not going to take Mr. Collins. That is not no. going to happen, even though it would have saved her oh family. Oh, my God. That was just so – oh, there was so many times. Like, I just wanted to, like, just stab so many people. Like, Mr. Collins, <laughs> he's like – he's like the, 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 the quintessential, like, no means yes dude. It's like, oh, I know. You're just being coy and blah, right. blah, blah, blah. I'm going to come back and ask you – Thrinced times more, <laughs> and oh my! God. I was like, dude, dude, no. just he just couldn't conceive of a situation under which she wouldn't say yes. I know some dudes like because, that. because right, and honestly, like yeah, because like I mean, who it else would like, no have? Else right, like you, yeah. I mean, this was, was an opportunity solution. to save your family, uh-huh. yeah. you know, yeah. And like, and plus, he thought he was the stuff what? or whatever, but yeah. um, he was not the stuff. But, oh God! He was so obsessed with that B, <laughs> Lady Catherine. God, he like he his head was so far up her petticoats. That, I know. Like, well, you know, just... it's just like to me. I think that's the interesting thing of reading it is to try to get yourself in a mindset that you like. We just don't have that. Mm-hmm. Well, or don't we? I ah. mean, we have. We have people now, like movie stars. Yeah. Movie stars are our new, you know, royalty, our new... Ugh, it was just disgusting. Gentry, you disgusting. know, like, yeah. I mean, we, I don't know, we allow them to do and say and be things and think ourselves less than them, mm-hmm. you know, be, just because, whatever. Not Not, not, not necessarily not the station of their birth, but like whatever, you know. Not me. It's different. I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> that is interesting to me. Well, um, so Mer- what Meredith okay, pointed so, yeah, out was, yeah, was I it? like she came over right at the beginning. I was in like chapter six or something like that, and I was like, God, this mom, holy crap! Oh like, yeah, okay. What is she? And so she that? said, Well, here's a way to look at it. She's like, I just read this feminist, or like at some point she had read this like feminist article or article talking about the mom 
as a feminist character because within the structure, like you're saying, mm-hmm. she uh, was the only thing in the world trying to protect her daughters because of like that stupid right. estate situation. Right. So like she was, she was like, well, Meredith was just saying to consider the fact that the mom was the only advocate that the girls really had as far as like, yes, not being penniless. Right. No, I would totally say that. So Which it's true. And yeah. then, then I found other things to annoy me about her. So this is true. So this is one thing I will say about the about the two hour movie about the Kira Knightley mm-hmm. um, movie that I think is superior in this way um, is that it makes the mother a little bit more sympathetic. Okay, like you feel you understand a little bit more, and there is a speech in there where she talks about right. being the only one that cares. Right, like you know when you have five daughters to mm-hmm. find matches yeah. for, kind of thing. Yeah, um, because. Because they will only go down in station like the whole rest of their life mm-hmm. if they don't make a good match. Yeah. And so, you know, it is like she's it's like she's kind of the only one. The thing about it is she's kind I mean, she's irritating and she's, you know, uh, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But she's also um, so were the strictures of the time, mm-hmm. irritating yeah. and ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That the only way for women to be safe and and mm-hmm. taken care of was to to find someone to marry. So like it was, you know, sh- like she's sort of the embodiment of mm-hmm. this terrible right. rule. Well, um, and then the dad was just like, oh, ah. the dad. He's so sweet and stuff. But then also but like, he's also does he care? Like I I don't like a like a the trope of like the overbearing mother and the cavalier dad is just like yeah i mean and that's the other thing is like if you think about it like he's so like haha i'm gonna like make this joke on them that i didn't go see like i'm not gonna go see bingley and she's like i am right and she's losing her dang mind about it she's like girl this is the only thing we've got right yeah and so we're supposed to I don't know, though. I think Jane Austen didn't – I think Jane Austen knew exactly what she was doing. So, I mean, in like on the surface, we're supposed to be like, oh, how irritating she is. Mm-hmm. And like this is his only way to sort of amuse himself or whatever. But really, it's but like – really, it's like, why what? are you yeah. not taking this seriously? Don't you, why don't you have it's, any You're respect. the one who messed up yeah. your own dang household. Right. Wait, and you wait, why was it that it wasn't going to his daughters? I forgot that part. Oh, uh, it was entailed – to this other part of the family. So entailments are like a trust, basically. It's well, entailments mean that the property by law belongs to a person, um, a person through which the like the lineage of the family goes. Mm-hmm. And so like the I don't know like all the super particulars, but it's like the it says exactly to whom the house belongs and you can't just make the house belong to mm-hmm. your spouse because you married them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like the house is yours. Like a prenup. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So kind of like the well, house. I think I just the house belongs how to, that happened. Yeah. yeah. It's, and they don't really explain it because I think when you're like, if you're reading this at the time you're reading this, like it would you're totally, like, oh, entail, entailments would totally make sense yeah. to you because that's how property gets passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, if a house is entailed, they, you are not able to just leave it to, mm-hmm. and that's actually, um, that's actually what happens in Sense and Sensibility, too, mm-hmm. is that he, 
the husband dies and he's unable to leave it to his wife and daughters, he has to leave it to his Did son. Did that happen to her? Or is this just so common uh, that that's a thing? That she's I think about? it was common in that, like mm-hmm. in her sort of sphere. Um, is but, Sense and Sensibility what I. That's longer, You would isn't it? love it. Really? You would love it. Love? No, you wouldn't love it. Okay. But you would. Because it's still by a British okay. person with British people. I mean, and that's yeah, just not it's really Jane Austen. Okay. I know. But, oh, but. Tell me. Okay, watch me the, the movie. Okay. Emma Thompson's in the movie. Mm, I like her. Um, Alan Rickman is in the oh, movie. Oh, make the rest in peace. Yep. Uh, give me the synopsis of that one. Kate Winslet's in the movie. Oh. Uh, what's his name? Why am I blanking on Leonardo Hugh Grant DiCaprio? is in the oh. movie? Yeah, no. Le- actually, weirdly, Leonardo's not in that one. Mm. So Sense and Sensibility is... Um, which one's sense and which one's sense? <laughs> exactly. So sense and sensibility is that um, the now you're taxing me this early in the morning. So the mm-hmm. the the mom and her three daughters, um, and again I'm just working off the movie because because I I'm hopefully not going to be embarrassed that it's that much different different in the book. I don't know that it is, but they are. Um, the father dies and they uh, have to leave the house. Mm-hmm. And the father asks the son, please take care of them. Please don't turn them out. Please give them, you know, give, the house goes or whatever. To the son? Yes. And but That's he's kicking them said. out. Yeah. So like That's please the don't care for them. Right. Heard. So please care for them. And the so on his deathbed, the father says, Please care for him. But the the husband's or the son's wife, mm. who's a toad, um, convinces him that the father didn't mean to care for him as much or care for them as much as like he, because he initially this was. This connivery. Yeah. Initially time. was going to do this, that mm-hmm. or the other for them. And then it just sort of got wheedled down to like, we'll give them like, throw them a bone every now and then oh instead of giving them an income and whatever. So, you know, their, their circumstances, like they only have so much to live on every year. They mm-hmm. can't, you know, there's, but there's. They have to have sense and sensibility about things. Right. So they, um. They find a relative who will, like, let them stay in a tiny cottage mm-hmm. for some amount of money. And, you know, they try to economize and just figure out how mm-hmm. to live. And um, when and then, you know, they are uh, exposed to a certain number of gentlemen from, mm-hmm. like, different quarters. And the one, the one daughter um, becomes attached to someone who is... Like could maybe be, save them, but also is unsuitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and another suitor loves this person who would be the sensible person mm-hmm. for her to be with. But like, um, oh boy! But she's not in love yeah, with him, right, you know. Because right. and she's, you know. So the older daughter is very um, the uh, Eleanor. Wait, which one is? I'm totally blanking. Anyway, the older daughter is the one who is is sensible, but mm-hmm. um, maybe doesn't follow her feelings mm-hmm. enough and the in the middle one is the one who is completely like which one's kate winslet that one. Oh yeah okay yeah who is completely like she's I, the elizabeth i of... must have love yeah. i must have emotion i mm-hmm. must have poetry you know oh, boy and that leads her down a terrible path um and so well you'd i like them you like that movie i do like that uh both Jane, I just am happy that Jane ended up with. Well, of course she did because it's a romance. Bingley, Bingley, 
Bing bong. Bing bong. No. <laughs> With bing, bingly. Uh yeah. Right. But were, I just was really they were good for each other. Yes. They were like legit good for each other, mm-hmm. like from the beginning. Right. And which is why I'm just like, why would you let your friend talk you out of that? I don't know. I, there's just a lot of things. There's a lot of right. like, I don't have much patience for mm. tomfoolery. Right. And well, that's what, I mean, I just, guess that's sort of so a, like, that's why that time period just drives me right. nuts. Mm-hmm. That's a, I mean, that's actually really raises a good point about reading things outside of your, mm-hmm. outside of your time period that just like wouldn't like, right. that wouldn't necessarily be a thing that would feel anymore. To, yeah. because, and also they're not texting each other. They're like, mm-hmm. it takes like three weeks to see so-and-so. Also, yeah. how long of a freaking visit do they take? Like six weeks to go well, visit somebody? Yeah. That sounds awful. Well, what else do they have to do? That's their Garden. life is visiting people. Get a dog. <laughs> Stay home. Their life is visiting people. Go um, leak. Yeah. No, I think I think that they and she's like sick in someone's house for a week. Yeah. I would feel like such an imposition. Well they also have, what does condescension mean? Because I thought like I think of condescending as being like you're condescending. But they use it in a way that's like more positive. More positive. Like, yeah. Well, it's because like, well, you would say, "Oh, you condescend to talk to me because you think you're so much better than me." But but in their in their world, that person is so much better than them. Like that person is way higher in station. They they are way higher. You know, they're a much higher class than them. And so, if a person condescends to speak to you, that is. You're really oh, lucky. Yeah. yeah, you're really mm-hmm. lucky that oh they God. are. I'm going to just punch everybody. <laughs> I have no patience mm-hmm. for the super wealthy. Well, I have no patience for not just texting someone and telling them how you feel. So what do you think, like, is there any universal thing that you felt like you could take out of this because some of the, like the particular. Oh, I love the sass and I love uh-huh. that. I like that. She, I thought it was really funny that when she's talking to lady Catherine, like she's, she's not even engaged to him. So it's not even like, she, I know. She, but That's she's my just like, you scene. don't deserve to know the truth about me at all. So I'm just going right. to go all the way out here, like avoid your whole entire thing. Yeah. I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Like the amount of like self protection and like knowing your own value even compared to some condescending be um mm-hmm. i like that i love that a lot mm-hmm. because like you don't need to you don't even need to give her the time of day to give her the correct answer it's more just like no yeah i love that. yeah i mean she's definitely in the middle like Literally, mm-hmm. you know, between Jane, who's, I mean, and mm-hmm. that's kind of a sense of sensibility, like Jane, who's so reserved that it it's costs so nice. her, right, but it's, she's yeah. so reserved, it costs her the, the affection of this person because mm-hmm. he, he is also not secure in himself. Right. So he's like, well, if she, if she's not coming he, at me, then right. I'm not going to come at her. He's yeah. not convinced. I mean, that's what I think is some, maybe some universality here is like people are still. speak her truth. Yeah. People are still, that's still a thing where mm-hmm. people are like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if. for that either. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm good enough for this person or I don't know if they like me and I don't want to be vulnerable first. Yeah. I don't know anybody for whom that would be a lesson, but like, I've been vulnerable. 
<laughs> but you know, like, but you, yeah, but you, it's it's scary to be vulnerable. That's why first. you have their friend to ask. Duh. Well, that's kind of what they did. Damn, except for Mr. Darcy screwed it up. Yeah. Well, because like, Mr. Clearly, Darcy thought clearly, he was protecting his they, friend yeah, because he thought she yeah. did not have regard for him, and he well, wanted maybe him. Maybe he to... should have written a letter in the first place, saying, "Hey, you got yeah. any regard? You got any regard? Circle yes or no." <laughs> Don't meddle in other people's business is the lesson I need to take from this. I like, um, I like, I like Jane Austen's. I know it's a lot of words, but also she makes a lot of really smart observations. Mm -hmm. And so if you're, if you are down for the words, you're Mm -hmm. down for the language, Mm -hmm. like I think you'll be rewarded with like funny, smart observations. Oh God, so funny in a lot of things. Yeah. Like turns of phrase. Super sarcastic. And uh and, like when she's talking about or to, well, like mostly to Mr. Darcy, like at the beginning, she's just like, she just sounds so polite, but is really being super sarcastic mm-hmm. and I did like the audio I like the audiobook. That sounds or very that. like in some ways I can see it being sort of like this like southern like like the southern bell uh-huh. kind of mm-hmm. um thing like a bless your heart thing. Yes, mm-hmm. where you're just like you never would say anything rude to anybody. No, but, but you, you are cutting them. Yeah, yes, you are exactly. Yeah. Cutting them down. Do you think Lizzie is a Scorpio? Hundred percent. Okay, she is a Scorpio. Good, I know it. Jane is whatever the wimpy nice ones are. I don't know what that is. I don't know, but I don't. I don't know my. Apparently, don't know my astrology that much. Yeah. yeah. Do they? Have, do they? Is there a marshmallow sign? Marshmallow sign. But you know, but she's going to be happy too. And she also. I mean, it. It is. Oh no! And then also Bingley's sisters. What the heck? I was up with that. Like they like love Jane, and then all of a sudden she's like chopped liver. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's the thing too that I those are that's the thing where I'm like, where'd that come from? They I, weren't well, faking because their... this is why I think like because it's not it's not something that we would necessarily understand, but it's like, you know, Jane is beautiful mm-hmm. and probably the the most refined, and they're in like they're in the country, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, we found a person mm-hmm. that we can like. That we can condescend yeah, to speak to because, yeah. and they find that she's lovely and mm-hmm. sweet and whatever. But then, um, they, and then, right. And so they just, but they, because of who she is, they literally don't, didn't think that there, she would have any chance with their brother, I think. Huh. Like, I think that was just like, okay, sure. I but like, they wouldn't like have any chance. one of them was trying to set them up though. Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. I think there'd be, they just wouldn't have any chance. Plus there's that little interplay between like Bingley's sister. Darcy's sister. No, Bingley's sister wants Darcy. Oh God, that whole thing. For herself. And that's, the. I mean, like her self-regard was so high Mm -hmm. that I think she didn't even see Jane as a threat. No, Until Darcy was like. Lizzie, yeah. Hey, this is happening. Right. Like, well, Darcy said, I think. I think something's happening. When Darcy pointed out something is happening oh, between uh-huh. Jane and your brother, oh, okay. and they're like, "Yeah, we better get get him out of here before mm-hmm. something happens," because they all That's decided, so like, I know. Don't they, ever listen to anyone. Only, only do what your heart tells you. Yeah. To do, except for, well, if you're really angry, then be angry, and then eventually realize maybe. Yeah, I bet she's a Scorpio because she's like, 
bah! and then oh oh yeah oopsies yeah i like their i like their dialogue mm-hmm their dialogue with their well suited. Yeah, I love the. So what you sh- what we do need to do though is you need to just watch the. You need to watch the um, when Beginning he proposes to her. Then, when okay. he you need to watch the scene where he proposes to her and she declines. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that's. And then you need to watch the like scene where this is. You need to watch the scene where Darcy comes up out of the lake, which is not in the book. Oh. See Colin Firth in a thin lawn shirt oh, coming okay. out of the lake. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. It's a thing you might be interested mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, of course, but <laughs> someone might not, be. As a married woman. As a married woman. Um, would not be. And then um and then you need to see the scene where she cuts she up Lady Catherine. Tells, yeah, Lady Catherine to like go stuff it. Go, essentially. Yeah. That's what you need to see. Cool. I'll just watch those on YouTube. Yeah. But there's just the sweet, like, over the – I think it's just that sweet of him, like, really falling in love with her. Like, mm-hmm. realizing, like, I'm just so dumb. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what was I thinking, you know? Yeah. Well, tell me about these re- – the retellings. Okay. Of so here – the thing is, as you point out, actually, as we said – it can be hard for people to like get into that time, period. like mm-hmm. into that time period, yeah. because it's can feel like, why can you not just mm-hmm. do the thing that right. you want to do or say the thing that you want to say? So um, there are some retellings that I am super interested in reading. I actually own two of them, and I want, and I'm on hold for the other two. So, um, Aisha at Last by Uzma Jalaluddin, Jalaluddin, mm-hmm. um, which is comes out this month. So, um, mm-hmm. it's her debut novel. The movie rights have already been sold. Um, and it is about, it's set in um, Toronto um, in a Muslim community. Mm-hmm. And Aisha is a poet, and Khalid is a conservative man who becomes engaged to her cousin, um, causing. Aisha to question what she wants in life. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Cool. Pride by Ibi Zaboy. Um, mm-hmm. This version is set in an Afro-Latino Brooklyn neighborhood, and it tackles gentrification, um, among other topics. Mm-hmm. So Zuri wants nothing to do with the, the Wellesley Darcy family, but her sister does. And Zuri finds herself forced to find a way to get along with Darius. Oh, and it's YA. Mm-hmm. So, um, and oh, and Elizabeth Acevedo oh, reads yeah. it. Oh, yes. Um, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. That's what we saw. Who is. I think that that's on Hoopla. Yeah, and Elizabeth Acevedo just. Wa- oh, it is? Yeah, I'm okay. Sure. Done. Sold. Gonna yep. do that this weekend. So she um, just, she won, just won. Did she win the, the co- Caldecott Newberry? I can't remember awesome. what. She won an award for mm-hmm. Poet or, X. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Unmarriageable by Sonia Kamal. Um, that is a retelling set in modern day Pakistan. Um, it involves a scandal, a wedding, and of course, so much more. Alice, Alice Banat <laughs> teaches English, including Ms. Austin Natch, and uh-huh. to schoolgirls and ignores the rumors about her family that have made her undesirable for marriage. Huh. Then she meets Valentine Darcy at a uh-huh. wedding. He does not make a good first impression. Yeah. So um, that one, actually, I'm really excited to read that one. And then Pride, Prejudice, and Other Flavors by Sonali Dev. Um, that one came mm-hmm. out in May. And I love Sonali Dev. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a 
first book in a series, actually. Okay. So it tells the story of the Raji family. It's set in San Francisco. Um, Trisha Raji, maybe the city's most acclaimed neurosurgeon, but that's not enough for Indian her Indian American family who mm-hmm. wants her to stay in line and do nothing to jeopardize her mm-hmm. brother's political career. Mm-hmm. Then Chef DJ Kane comes to work for the Rajs. They the two don't get off to a good start. Trisha's too arrogant. DJ holds firmly to his pride but as the two get to know each other dj learns trisha is the only neurosurgeon who may be able to save his sister's life and their initial assumptions begin to crumble so that's good here are some other ones that one i love is longborn by Mm -hmm. joe baker Mm -hmm. this is uh i guess it's a retelling but it's actually like it's an alternate perspective so it is set below stairs. Oh, okay, so yeah, it yeah. is set during the time. Like a Downton Abbey sort of Right. Yeah. So it's set yeah. during the time period of um, Pride and Prejudice. So you like see peaks uh, of uh, like what's happening to the yeah. family. But really it's the story of their maid, um, that's cool. Sarah, I think, uh, the maid Sarah and um, uh, like a yard, a yard Mm-hmm. What am I blanking on? Was gardener? Like a gardener or something mm-hmm. like that. I can't remember. It's been a while since I read it. So another one called An Assembly Such as This by Pamela Aiden is essentially the story, but it's set from Darcy's viewpoint. And mm-hmm. I, I have seen this one mentioned a couple times. It's a very good retelling. Mm-hmm. So I haven't read this one, and I'd like to maybe take a look at this. Of course, Bridget Jones's Diary. Is that? Really? Yes. Oh, man. Did you see that movie? Oh, yeah. And read the books. Yeah, that's a retelling. Well, how would I have known? I don't know. I think maybe it says it. But anyway. Oh, yeah, no. Maybe in high school I was like, well, then I'll just read this instead. Mr. Darcy. Oh, right. Mm. Yeah, I don't actually remember anything about it. Well, you should watch it again. Okay. So I love that. I, love I know. I feel retelling. like there's a bunch of retellings. I mean, pretty. so like it was like kind of the yeah. first enemies to lovers sort of book. Yeah, Maybe. It was pretty good. And then, of course, this was my husband's suggestion, is that we read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and zombies. which Brian he loves. Too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so He's like, no, yep. it's like really good. Yep. And, of course, he has seen the movie a yeah, of couple of times has. because I have watched it a number of times. Mm-hmm. And so he can't help but have seen most of it at some point. Uh-huh. So he's like, yeah, no, you need to, you need to you read it and then watch the movie. But um, yeah, that was his suggestion. Great. Pride and Prejudice Thanks, and Zombies. Guys. So if you need a little more action. Yeah. There you go. Different kind of action. Yep. <laughs> I And also, oh, why am I blanking on? Death Comes to Pemberley by P.D. James. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. If you want like a mystery version. And there's also like there's, there's so many. Million, oh, my God. Million, there's like million, Mr. Million. Darcy's blah, blah, Oh, wait. Blah. Eligible. By oh, Cur- by Curtis, Curtis Sittenfeld. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's another. That's mm-hmm. a modern, modern retelling. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, there's a billion. Yeah, there are. But those are the ones. The I've tried to give you the ones that I've heard like the best buzz about, yeah. and that yeah, also, or ones that are like um, different right. perspectives. Yeah, like real. Like yeah, I would. Great. I think so. I'm super. I really am excited to like. Are you going to listen you, to yeah. Pride? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to listen to a modern retelling, and see how you feel. Yeah, maybe you should listen to. I it. will try to. Okay, and see how you feel about. What gets brought over? Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like what things get brought over and what things improve for you because... It may just be that I also just have a very deep uh, annoyance with miscommunications. 
Well, yeah, that's a lot. Because like that's, and a, that's, that's a, a lot beef of what, I have with a lot of movies and with yeah, a lot of everything. But that's, I'm like, uh, I mean, that's what a lot of romances are set. I on, know. Is that and that's where like I'm that maybe I can't put my rage on hold for for the good of the other of the other thing. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. I actually, if it's one, if it's a miscommunication that is so like. In this case, I'm like, it's a miscommunication, but it, like, propriety demands yeah, a yeah. certain behavior. Yeah. But if there are, like, actually, it's it's in romance, it's called um, Too Stupid to Live. Like, mm-hmm. so if the heroine or hero yeah. are too stupid to live, meaning, like, they, like they, are just they not ha- right, they have a miscommunication it. that is just so, would have been yes. so easily remedied yeah, yeah, if, yeah. had they, you know, thought. Right. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, actually, like, though, I think I mentioned this before, like Rafe um, Mm -hmm. by Rebecca Weatherspoon is a is one of the one of the romances I've read where there's nothing like that. Like, there's just no there's no miscommunication. They talk to each other. It's great. I mean, there are reasons for them maybe to go be cautious in mm-hmm. being together, and so they have to overcome those things. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much like open, straight communication. Okay. I'm just maybe like maybe that would be the only one I would really like. Right. I mean, historicals. There's a lot of room for that because mm-hmm. yeah, because that was the time women were restricted. Right. How anything women. got done back then, I have no idea. I don't know. That's why they didn't. That's why people didn't fall in love. Mm-hmm. They just got put together yeah. for advantageous matches because you weren't allowed to talk to Because I was like, other. this isn't going to work out. Yeah. I mean, at least in a certain class. I'm, there's probably always been love in, in mm-hmm. certain quarters mm-hmm. that have, it's been allowed. <sighs> well. I know. How, so, well, you did it. I did it. You read it. Yeah, and now I get to pick the next one. You do. <laughs> Red Bridges and Zombies. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yes, I will say that I was wrong. Um, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I am glad that you did because I was going to feel really terrible if I made you. You were not. I was going to pretend to feel yeah, really I was gonna terrible. Say, yeah. No, that would have been a miscommunication. <laughs> I would have written you a letter. <laughs> <laughs> I have things to say, and they are enumerated. Yep. All right. I'm going to go. Let's let us close this, and then I'm going to go sit at my desk and watch Elizabeth. Those clips? Rip. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay. Happy reading. Happy reading. That's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit our website, lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe. Please rate or comment. It helps others find the podcast. Our Book Squad librarians are Polly Ken and Kate Gramlich. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. I'm Jim Barnes, and this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.